0: This morning we're going to look at uh, those core values again. We're halfway through that series uh, with the acrostic Christ. And we've talked about compassion, uh, that we want to be a people known for compassion. We've talked about honor. Uh, we want to be a people who just exude honor. And then we talked about responsibility, being the people who are just responsible and known for that. Today we're going to look at the letter I, and that is inspiration, that fourth value. We wrestled a little while about that letter a little bit, and I'm happy that we arrived at the, at the word inspiration for that. It was a good choice. As I think about it, uh, for people to be inspiring and for a church as a group of people, to be a people of inspiration is something that is really quite rare. Um, Few people are just naturally inspiring people. We aren't just born with that natural ability to inspire other people. Um, It is something that we have to train ourselves to do. Uh, For the most part, most people, if we're going to be an inspiration, we kind of have to train ourselves and we have to watch other people do it. And we have to say, yeah, I want to be an inspiration. Well, As rare as that is for people, it's even more rare for churches. Churches, very few of them have a a reputation for being inspirational. Far too often the church has a reputation for being a killjoy club or a Debbie Downer society. And, uh, you know, that just doesn't help us in our witness in the world and in the community. We have a mountain-moving God And yet, churches tend to be gifted at turning uh, mole hills into mountains and being pessimistic and stingy and critical. And that, you know, if you look at the church, you you don't want that as a reputation. You want to be inspirational. It's kind of sad because we have the good news. We have the hope of the world. We have Christ. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the living Word of God. Um, So... We should be known for being a people of inspiration, a people who lift up and build up other people. When that is true, we end up being more like the Pharisees than Jesus when we are not a people of inspiration. The greatest challenge I have in my own life is that being like Jesus is kind of like a second language that I must really concentrate on if I'm going to communicate in it. I told you, I'm not real good at languages. I I barely mastered English, and and I had to take Greek twice um, to get through that. And if I was trying to communicate to you in Greek, it would be a lot, a lot of work. Well, sometimes being really like Jesus is a lot of work. It's kind of like a second language that you have to work at. Um, So I think in terms of churches making a real impact on on their communities. The churches that really accomplish that have inspiration as part of their DNA. There is something about those churches that just inspires and builds and lifts up the people around them. There are churches out there that truly are compassionate. They're honorable. They're respectable. they, They listen to the scripture. They're faithful to truth. But they lack this ingredient of inspiration. It's kind of like baking a cake without any baking soda. It's going to be flat. Or baking bread from scratch without any yeast. It's just not going to rise to the occasion. Now Jesus is a shining example of inspiration and all of the core values that we're going to look at. But this morning I want to look at another New Testament figure that I believe the Holy Spirit is leading us to today. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for the privilege of being able to look at your word and to look especially at the book of Acts today and look at this this character named Barnabas and how he was such an inspiration to the church and to the world of his day. And I pray, Lord, that you would make us Uh, just people who desire to be inspirational as individuals, but also as a church body. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. To desire someone, uh, or to inspire someone, is to want to influence or motivate them towards a beneficial action, a characteristic a direction, a feeling, or a thought. Now, we all know people, we've all been there, when there were certain people that would come along, and they, would, they just had this spiritual gift of deflating you. <laughs> you know, if your tire was full, they had the ability to just take all the air right out of it. And then there's other people that, you know, when the tire's low, they come along and put the air back in it. They just inflate you. We want to be those people that know how to inflate rather than deflate. And it's really this principle of the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And all of us like to be around people who inflate us, who build us up, who encourage us, just like you do me. We don't want to be the people who go around and have a reputation for deflating people. We want to build them up. We want to encourage them, enable them, and equip them. Well, there, the, there was this man in the New Testament. His name, his real name was Joseph. He was a Levite, a priest. He was from Cyprus. But the apostles did not know him as Joseph. They had just assigned him a new name, Barnabas. And the reason they gave him that name was because Barnabas means son of encouragement. Now, (laughs) what kind of an encourager do you have to be for all your friends to decide to name you son of encouragement? (laughs) That is, that's quite unique. I mean, but Barnabas was that guy. He was that guy that was such an encouragement, such an inspiration to all the people around him, that people just called him Barnabas, son of encouragement. Wow. But before we see how he interacts with the people around him, we see in this this first text in Acts chapter 4, verse 37, that he sold a field that he owned, brought the money, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it's not that Barnabas had unending resources. It's not that he was just wealthy or anything else. Because we know from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, Paul is talking about a completely different situation. And he's talking to people and he says to them, is it only Barnabas and I that need to support ourselves in ministry? And so you know that Barnabas carried on a job and did all kinds of things to help support himself in ministry. So you know that he wasn't a wealthy man. But here he is in, in Acts chapter um and he's sold a field that he had and gave it to the apostles so they could do ministry with it. Inspiring people are people that care, they encourage, and they give. Their focus is not about themselves. Their focus is otherly. Um, They have a reputation for building trust with people, for reaching out and doing things like that. But the main thing about Barnabas is not his giving, But it's how he influenced individuals that would have never had the impact for Jesus Christ if he had not been in their life. Acts chapter 9, verses 26 through 28, he says When when Saul came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples. But they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. Saul had spent his life as a Jew persecuting Christians, throwing them in prison, whipping them, doing all kinds of things to persecute Christians. So when he gets converted, the leaders of the Christian faith are a little bit skeptical. They do not trust him. They don't believe that he's real. They think he's a spy. He's coming in to search him out, find out who the real leaders are, and persecute him. So they do not trust him at all. But Barnabas, he risks his own reputation with the leaders of the church by standing up with and for Saul. And giving Saul opportunities to prove himself. You think about that. That was a pretty risky move. Here's this guy that's been persecuting Christians. And he's, he says he's now one of us. And he tries to join the gang. And nobody wants him there except for Barnabas says, I believe him. I've, I've, I've seen what he's done. I believe that he's really been transformed. And so he gave him opportunities to prove himself. John Maxwell says you cannot inspire someone that you do not value. Barnabas had chosen to put a value on Saul when no one else was putting a value on him. The Jews were now mad at him because he'd converted, and the Christians didn't trust him. But Barnabas put a value on him and trusted him. Inspirational leaders share the influence they have to build up other people around them. And then in the next passage, in Acts chapter 11, verses 19 through 30, Paul goes to Antioch and brings Saul to help him. As a result of all the persecution, Christians are fleeing Jerusalem. And they head out into Asia Minor, and they head out to Antioch. And uh, some of them end up at Antioch, and they share their faith, and and a lot of people in Antioch become Christians because of the Christians who had left Jerusalem. The elders in Jerusalem hear about all these conversions in Antioch, and they decide that they need to send someone to find out if it's true. They want to investigate the matter. And so they decide to send Barnabas to Antioch, not in a critical manner, but in a fact-finding manner, and they... And he goes there, he encourages the church there and these new Christians, and, and eventually, essentially ends up being their pastor. He is described in this passage as a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith. And just a lot of people come to Christ with Barnabas there. And pretty soon Barnabas realizes that he needs help, and who does he choose to go get? he goes and gets Saul. He could have gone to Jerusalem where all the church leaders were and picked any one of them, but no, he chooses to go get Saul who still is not fully trusted and and brings him to Antioch and puts him in charge of ministry and trusts him. And the two of them work together side by side uh, building the church there in Antioch. That... You know, he's mentoring him. He's working with him. He's trusting him to do ministry. All kinds of things are happening there at Antioch because Barnabas was willing to encourage and adopt and trust Saul. Inspiring people are willing to be vulnerable. Now, if you know anything about Saul, who became the Apostle Paul, he was a pretty strong personality. Barnabas was not. It might have been a little bit intimidating to go get Saul and say, hey, you come work with me. Because <laughs> Saul might show him up. <laughs> and Saul, Saul might disagree with him strongly sometimes and all those kind of things. But he was willing to be vulnerable. He was willing to take that risk and bring Saul in to help him. Barnabas saw a vision for the future of a leader that no one else in the church saw. But Saul is not the only person that Barnabas adopts. In Acts chapter 12, verse 25, it says, When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, and they took with them John, also called Mark. He doesn't stop with, the, with Saul. He begins mentoring John Mark and taking him with him. Now, tradition tells us, this is not scripture, but tradition tells us that Barnabas traveled with Jesus as one of the 70 apostles. We don't know that for sure, but that's what some tradition tells us. And tradition also tells us that one of Barnabas's first converts was a relative named Mary, and her son was John Mark. Colossians 4.10 tells us that John Mark was a cousin of Barnabas. And that Barnabas became a disciple, um, or or John Mark became a disciple of Barnabas. And one of the things that you, you notice about inspirational people is they like to invest in the next generation. And here we have Barnabas investing in Saul, who became the next generation leader of the church. And we have Barnabas investing in John Mark, who wrote the, the second gospel that we have in our Bibles. Then the church decides, because the Holy Spirit has led them in prayer, decides that there needs to be a mission trip. And in Acts chapter 13 at Antioch, there were all kinds of prophets, Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manion, And Saul, they were all there, and while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Now notice here, Barnabas is still the first name, Saul is the second, and the Holy Spirit says, set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So they send them out on this mission trip. And, you know, the rest of the book of Acts really belongs to the Apostle Paul. But do you see how vital Barnabas was to inspiring Saul to become that great Apostle Paul? Without Barnabas, we would have never had the Apostle Paul. Howard Hendricks says, don't put your live eggs under dead chickens. If someone else had gotten a hold of Saul, somebody that was just kind of (laughs) dead, I don't think the church would have ever had the Apostle Paul. But because Barnabas inspired and encouraged and invested in Saul, we had this great man that reached the, the known world of his day for the Lord Jesus Christ inspirational people stay in touch with the Holy Spirit and with his leading, and they just invest in the next generation. Later on, in chapter 13, starting in verse 42 and 43, it says this, as Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, notice what's happened there. It's Paul and Barnabas. (laughs) He's had the name change. And he's been elevated to the top role. Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue. The people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. And um, when the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas who taught with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. But then the Jewish leaders incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city, and they stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So here we have this mission trip, and all of a sudden it's no longer Barnabas in charge, but Paul is now in charge. And there's a lot of people that are converted and they follow Paul and they want to continue to be mentored by him. But all of a sudden, these Jewish leaders stir up persecution against Paul and Barnabas. But Barnabas, in the midst of all of that, humbly allows Paul to become the, the big leader that he is. And then, as a result of the persecution, notice how both of them speak boldly for the Lord and they perform signs and wonders. Nona Jones says, you cannot make a lasting impact while you are feeling safe. And in the midst of everything that um, Paul and Barnabas are going through, in the midst of persecution and all of that, they are busy Making a difference in that community in the midst of all of that, and you know, in the church today, in in every part of our lives, there isn't much, much, but there hasn't been a lot of good happen. You know, a lot of good news in 2020 (laughs) so far this year. But in the midst of all of that, in the midst of of not always feeling safe, not always knowing what to expect, what's going to happen next, and all of that you and I can still make an impact. And we can still be people that inspire other people and encourage one another. And sometimes those opportunities are even greater in tough times like we're experiencing. But one of the key things I want you to see in this passage in Acts chapter 13 is this. Inspirational people set other people free to become all they can become even if that means they get a demotion, they will allow other people to rise to the top and encourage them. And and literally, we would not have had most of the book of Acts if it had not been for a Barnabas who believed in Saul. Now, most of the time in the scriptures, when the gospel is going forward in Paul's life, there's persecution. But but when you get to Acts chapter 14, something other happens. And when they go there, they do some miracles. And there, I, I believe it was a layman that was healed. And when they, when they get there, the people go crazy at Lystra um, because of the miracles they were doing. And, and so the Greek people there decided that they were gods. And so they were going to offer sacrifices to Paul and Barnabas. And Paul and Barnabas, they tear their clothes. They make everything they can do to let the people know, we are not gods, don't do this to us. And uh, they stop them from making sacrifices. Well, then some Jews came down from Antioch, and, I, and the Jews there at Iconian turned the crowds, you know, from wanting to make sacrifices to them to actually um, turning, turning the crowds against them. And they stoned Paul. And they leave him. They think he's dead. They drag him out of the city, leave him in the ditch, and they leave him for dead. (laughs) And this is the Apostle Paul. Paul gets up from that and goes back into the city that just stowed him. And then the next day they leave for Derby and, and continue on their mission trip. And I'm thinking, you know, no one else would have done that. I would not have done that, <laughs> but but because Barnabas had so invested his life in and encouraged this man, uh, the difference Paul was able to make, and that you know, just to keep going forward and keep moving forward, and and to be inspired to do that, inspirational people. They're not arrogant, but they're rather humble, and and and. Paul and Barnabas, they worked together with that. But Paul became such a great man because Barnabas was humble. And he allowed Paul to exceed him. And then there's Paul and Barnabas at Lystra and Iconian at Antioch. In the end of chapter 14, verse 23, they appoint elders for every one of these churches or these towns that they've been at in every church. With prayer and fasting, it says they committed the people to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. And as I read that, I thought about the influence of Barnabas. Just think about how important he would have been in every one of these churches. As I mean, there's no church there. The church that is there, they're all new converts. And Barnabas has been there inspiring and building and encouraging So that when he leaves, there are people that he can appoint to leadership positions in every one of those churches. Where would the church have been without a Barnabas in the middle of it? Inspirational people invest in people rather than use people. And then there's the story of of Acts chapter 15. The Jerusalem council. And I don't have time to go into that except for just to say that it records the whole big debate in the early church over whether if you were a Gentile and you came to be a Christian, did you have to become a Jew first? Did you have to be circumcised if you were male? And did you have to eat all the kosher Jewish diet? Did you have to be a fully fledged Jew before you could become a Christian? And that was the big debate for the early church. Paul and Barnabas were sent to Jerusalem to get an answer. They had their own ideas, but they were sent to Jerusalem to get an answer. And they, when they got there, they testified about all these Gentiles and all these Greeks that were coming to Christ. And the question was, what do we do with them? Do, do we make them obey everything in the Old Testament and everything Jews practice in order to make them Christians? And the elders at Jerusalem listened to Paul's testimony of how these people had had come to faith. And they decided to ask the Gentiles to follow Christ and to follow the moral law, but not to follow all the ceremonial law that went along with it. And then they sent extra men back with Paul and Barnabas to Antioch. And the reason they did that is they didn't want the church at Antioch to think that Paul and Barnabas just came back with their own opinion. (laughs) They sent other men so that the people at Antioch knew that it wasn't just Paul and Barnabas speaking, it was indeed the people at Jerusalem saying, no, this is what we want you to do. Not all of these Gentiles need to practice everything a Jew does in order to be a Christian. And aren't we all happy about that today? Paul and Barnabas, then they continue to stay in ministry there in Antioch, and they teach and they preach the word of God. That was a critical, big issue in the church. I mean, you just read Galatians and you read some of the other books in the New Testament. That was a huge issue. How much do we require of Gentiles who are coming to faith, of the Jewish faith? How much do we require, how Jewish do they have to be to be Christians? That was a big question. So... Inspiring people help other people deal with change, which it would have been for those Jews to to welcome people into the the Christian faith. They were Christians, but they really wanted these Gentiles to jump through all the hoops they had jumped through to become a Christian. Inspiring people help people deal with change, and they help people deal with crisis, with thoughtfulness, with explanation, and with solutions. And then, something happens with John Mark. On one of those mission trips where they had taken John Mark along with them, the first mission trip, John Mark deserted them. Paul was not happy with John Mark. (laughs) And so, Acts chapter 15, at the end of the chapter there, it talks about a huge blow-up between um, Paul and Barnabas. Now, they had been strong and effective leaders. They had done ministry together in Antioch and all kinds of places. They had planted churches together. They had been a pair for a long time. They had done mission trips and church planting and evangelism and teaching and preaching and signs and wonders. All of that they had done together. But on their first mission trip, young John Mark deserted them and went home to Pamphylia. So when they got ready for the second mission trip, Barnabas said, and let's take John Mark with us and give him a second chance. And Paul said, I'm not taking that crybaby. No way, he's not going. And it caused a sharp disagreement. And Barnabas, the inspirational encourager, was willing once again to sacrifice being with his partner that he had done so much with in ministry to take off with a young John Mark that hadn't proven himself very well. So Barnabas goes on a missionary trip to Cyprus with John Mark and conducts wonderful ministry. And Paul goes to Syria and Cilicia with Silas and does wonderful ministry. And God's purposes throughout the world are fulfilled, even in all of that disagreement. Inspirational people help you, help others sense that you believe in them, that you make them feel worthy, accepted, and approved. Inspirational people see the very best in you when others remember your worst moment. It was the worst moments of Saul that the early church remembered, but Barnabas believed the best. And it was the worst moment in John Mark's life that the Apostle Paul remembered, but Barnabas believed the very best. And then as we close, we come to a passage I wish was somewhere else and I probably should have placed it maybe chronologically and it would have been somewhere else in the sermon. But in Galatians chapter 2, verse 13, it says you, you have Peter or, or Paul who comes, comes to the church and he sees when he gets there Peter doing something that is just, it just grates on him. Because Peter is being hypocritical. He's being one way with Jews, Jewish converts, when he's with them. And when he's with Gentile converts, he's another way. (laughs) And Paul does not like that at all. And this is what it says. The other Jews joined Peter in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. (laughs) So even Barnabas had kind of joined in this hypocrisy of acting one way when he was with Jewish Christians and another way when he was with Gentile Christians. Now, I say all of that to say this. None of us can be perfect all the time. Not even Barnabas. (laughs) But Galatians tells us that Paul confronted Peter and Barnabas about being hypocritical. But the thing is, Barnabas goes on with his life and with his ministry. He can admit his flaws and move ahead in ministry. And every one of us, there's going to be times when we, we want to be inspirational and all of a sudden, you know, a critical spirit comes out. <laughs> but we don't stop there. We, we recognize it, we move ahead, and we just keep working at being inspirational.